Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Unleash the Psychic Goddess Within, How to Awaken to Your Own Unique Gifts to Have an Extraordinary Life. I'm your host, Susan Ortolano, psychic and spiritual life coach, medical intuitive from SusanOrtolano.com. And today we have an exciting guest here to share her expertise with everyone as we talk about so many different things, but really the importance of combining our higher vibrations with Stepping into the connection to Mother Earth, we're going to dive into modern-day mysticism, shamanic work, goddess and inner priestess energy with a sprinkle of astrology, and really look at that balance of the higher vibrations and how important it is to connect with Mother Earth as well. So our guest today is a visionary writer and founder of the Goddess Circle. She's a soul guide, a cosmic channel, an artist the facilitator of the Inner Priestess Awakening online program, and author of The Astro Forecast. She is a modern-day mystic dedicated to the awakening and rising of the divine feminine, of living embodied truth and aiding others in connecting with their own personal medicine. She's an old soul that has been writing and channeling guidance from the unseen since she was young, intuitively soul coaching using spiritual and natural energies. She can often be found seeking wisdom and solace in the wilds of Mother Earth. So I'm thrilled to present to everyone C. Eric Campbell. Eric, welcome, and I'm so excited to have you here today and really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here. Excellent. And I just want to say for everybody listening, I always say grab a pen and paper, take some notes, because you're going to remember what Era has to share with us today, because she does so many cool things. And this topic is important because there's so many things, there's so many gifts that we can open up to, and the balance as well as the development is really important. So I like to start, Era, by asking you about your personal journey to becoming so highly intuitive, such a channel, a mystic, a shaman, a priestess. I know everybody's going to be so fascinated to hear your story. I was always really tapped into the energy of the earth and nature and called towards the stories of the goddess and like like crystals and, and that kind of energy when I was really young. I always sort of gravitated towards that. I, I was really lucky where I lived and where I grew up to be able to spend so much time outside and in the forest and running around in the trees and like near a lake and stuff. So I was very, very connected to the animals and to the energy of the earth. And I kind of felt like a channel from an early age in some of the things I would write or what I would instinctively know. And I didn't always understand what I was hearing or dreaming or seeing. So I would try to write down in stories or, or you know, make collages or, or pictures of what I was trying to see to understand it better. And I always found it interesting as things developed to kind of see how how that would kind of come true as it would kind of evolve. I lost touch for many years, as so many of us do, with our with our gifts and with our childlike innocence yeah. and kind of what yeah. we know. It's such a thing you, you hear so much about. We just, we kind of know these things when we're young and then we kind of, we get shuffled into the deck kind of thing of where we're yeah. thought we need to be. You know, it's like, you need to go and get a house and a job. And it's like, oh, okay, and you <laughs> go and do that. And it's like, all right. <laughs> so you wind up in that kind of a scenario and you kind of, everything kind of gets quiet and you kind of lose touch with that. But it's not gone. It's just, you kind of lose touch with it for a bit. So through the path of kind of being involved in a bunch of very ill-fitting office environments and doing that kind of a very, very limited ways of thinking that you kind of get stuck into when you're in these kind of scenarios. I kind of got 
I had what I what is called a, like a dark night of the soul where everything is just kind of like complete like darkness and misery and you're just like I don't know what I'm doing with this and out of that the goddess circle was born kind of where I started kind of gravitating mm. back towards more what I used to do you know what I knew what I what I'd always known and it didn't go anywhere because it just it just sits and waits for us to it just sits like a little kid just kind of waiting just saying okay she'll be back she's just got to wander around and figure out what not to do and then she'll be back <laughs> she'll be back so that was kind of my my space to when I created the goddess circle was to start start kind of getting my roots back into myself and start connecting back with myself so and be able to share like what I was here to do and and really connect with others and connect others with what they're here to do so right I think that tends to be uh, you know the experience of so many people of course when we're young we don't really get what's going on you know and for people who are coming into this incarnation really highly gifted it there's this disconnect that happens from source where we get so entrenched like you said you know getting thrown back in the the deck sort of thing it's like we do get into this human experience so much that often we forget or we get caught up in what the human experience and the society says that we're supposed to go do so sometimes it is the case that we, we leave this work because we don't really always have labels for it when we're a child. I think it's brilliant that you have the wherewithal to start writing and to start making collages, you know. Um, something was, was guiding you to do that so that it was almost like the energy saying, don't forget, don't forget, you know. And our, but and yeah, our parents, we, we do, say that again, I'm sorry. I was just kidding. Our parents don't, like our our, our society and our parents don't know right like I mean they don't understand they teach us from the like where they come from so they don't necessarily know how to guide us either so it's something we do like you said have to come back to later on when we have the vocabulary and the understanding of what we're why those seeds were planted and what we're able to do with it later on absolutely and you know I mean bless our parents and you know there are some people I know that they're like third generation psychics or you know that kind of thing and maybe they have the parents who were able to guide them, but there may still have been a resistance to it. Um, but we, you know, we come back to it when we're called to do so. So for those people listening, just know that if you grew up feeling empathic, that you were feeling other people's feelings, or you were channeling something, or you have these these dreams that came to fruition, or any kind of psychic inclination or intuitive moment. Um, just know that if you have been disconnected because you got so entrenched into the deck of the real world, you can always go back. You can always go back. You can work with, you know, somebody to guide you through. And that's what Eric is saying is that, gosh, you know, we lose touch and, you know, sometimes get into those, we'll say ill-fitting. I love the way you said that, ill-fitting job, so to speak. And, you know, every job is, has a purpose. But right. when we know we have our own soul's purpose, it's it's a beautiful thing when we're called back. No, and there's so much we learn, like, when we're wandering around. And, like, you, you learn so much through the contrast of, it's like, okay, this really doesn't fit me. You know, why doesn't this fit me? What is this? What is this teaching me? You know, who did I learn here? Or who did I meet here that taught me something? You know, there's always something to yeah. learn. That's the whole point of all this. I mean, we're never done. Right. And it's, it's always continuing. So it's it's a, it's a life journey. It's not like we made it to, you know, 
35 and now we're done or you know that's not that's not how it works it's like you know i know the you know tv shows like to teach us there's this like invisible line where it's like okay now you made it and it's good and it's like that's not how it works it's like it keeps going forever it does and it's like just because you reach we'll say a milestone of some kind there's still then the next thing that's right you know so it's like you're right it's it's an ongoing process and so for anybody really, you know, knowing that they have these gifts or wanting to develop their gifts, we still have this human experience that we're in. And it's not like we're here, you know, you know how those people say, well, why don't you just tell everybody the lottery numbers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, let's it get this done with. It's, like, really, yeah. it's just doesn't, doesn't work like that. We're here. We chose to come in here to grow as well. So that's right. We have, we have our own journey. So thank you for sharing yours, and I, I certainly would love to share with our listeners what being a mystic, a shaman, and a priestess means. To me, connecting to the priestess energy was very—it was a very natural kind of connection for me. I see I see priestesses of our time as like alchemists working with natural energies and creating sacred rituals in their everyday life. I feel that so many women are called by this powerful natural energy from within to honor their truth and their medicine and that so many women now are accessing this ancient knowing and this like this 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 knowing that's kind of it, it's like this evolution it's like it, it's rooted in this like this ancient divine knowing but it, we're kind of bringing it into this new way of embodying it which is what I love so much you know as we step into our divine assignments and as we kind of restructure how that looks for us and, and how we, we move it forward. I um I've always been called to like goddess energy and, and this kind of the stories. Like I love the stories of the goddess. The goddess have always mm-hmm. been really, really powerful for me because I always loved how many faces she had, how different she yeah. was. Like it wasn't just this is who she is, that's it, you know, cut and dry. It was like she had all these different incarnations and all these different depending on the area you were studying, you know, she had a different embodiment and it was so very cool. Like you could tap into I love Kali. She's one of my favorites. And, oh, you know, yeah. Right? <laughs> it's like we need Kali right now because we need that that fierce feminine. You know, she's not just death and yeah. destruction. She's like fierce feminine fire and, and embodiments. And, and there's so much that, that these stories can awaken for us and kind of teach us. So it's, that's something I really, really love working with is being able to work with the goddess energy as like a as a, as a, a roadmap to be able to kind of develop things deeper and, and learn. So. I always find that very fascinating. I think it's fascinating, too. I'm very drawn to that as well. Um, And I think that, you know, certainly talking about Kali, just because it's, you know, I I, I think, you know, all the goddesses and the way that, that the expression is really intends to be positive and uplifting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of them are are really about letting go or, you know, like, life, death, and rebirth, kind of like Scorpio energy is in astrology. Um, But it is something that I really love that, you know, when you said it's like it's taking on kind of a a new, there's a new way of knowing. And some of these ancient things that, you know, or studies or or energies um, can come back in a new way to fit a little bit more into where we are in our evolution right now as as a people. Yeah, and so I think it's fascinating. It's so needed too, like her and her, like to read, like to restructure and kind of like pull, like you said, the the positive way of how in the past it's always been very focused on the you know the very very positive 
and goddesses are aspects and there's nothing wrong with those but you know there's more aspects to the feminine than just what those were in the past and Kali brings that out for us to be able to like get in touch with the fierce feminine and there's a lot of the different ones that that you can kind of get into that have that embodiment of, of a bit of a more raw bit gritty you know in the story of Inanna going down into the underworld you know exploring mm-hmm. the darkness this this is all stories of, of you know that we can kind of touch base with and and really use and I, I use I I use in some of my courses being able to work with Anana and Kali because things can get gritty right we need to kind of you know we, oh, yeah. we, we're, we're not we're not all you know sunshine and lollipops sometimes things are dark and <laughs> you kind of got to sit in the dark and, and these are good goddesses to work with and be able to sit in the darkness and say okay I'm here in the darkness and I've got you know some energy to work with yeah and whenever we're you know in the darkness and and like you said it's not you know I always say it's not all peaches and cream we're in a human <laughs> experience and sometimes you know in order to get to the light the darkness is necessary to to teach us you know, I think our planet in a little bit of a dark night of a soul right now, really trying to get to a new level of, of frequency and awakening. And you can kind of see that with, not to get political here, but you can kind of see that in, you know, world events and politics and, and that kind of stuff that we were here in a time where there's something, something powerful trying to break through. And that's kind of what the going through the darkness is. Something powerful is trying to break through, but in order for it to happen, sometimes we need to go into that space. It's true. And it would be and nice if, if that weren't the case. But Well, no, and we're the ones here. I mean, we chose to come here during this time, so we I mean, we're here. And that's so, so much of what we have to bring with our medicine. And that's so much yeah. what I dive into and what I what I work with with others is, how important your medicine is. I mean, it seems it it seems strange, you know, you're this person on this planet and you think, well, what can I have to offer? You know, like, what's my voice going to do? What's what's my writing? What's my art? What's my music? What's what's what what can I offer? And you have so much to offer. And it's not just one of these things where it's like, you know, you can do it kind of thing. But it's it's so, so true. What you offer to the world is so important, even if it's just for yourself, even if you're just doing it for yourself you know, to get it out there, you know, even if it doesn't reach a lot of people, you have a transformational ability through what you're doing. And it kind of re kind of gets us connected to this alignment, like you were talking about, to be able to like kind of upgrade the frequency. And, and it just, that's why we're here. We're here to kind of live our truth and, and bring our medicine into being like that. Yeah, I love the way you call it, you know, bringing in the medicine. Uh, I love the way that you label it that, and it's like that everybody has a reason for being here, whether it's, you know, I, I do believe, and I learned when I was um, in my master's degree program that whenever we heal one thing within us, the whole of humanity is affected. Oh, I love that. And I, I that you much. know, not everybody is here to be Oprah. Not everybody's here to be, you know, but everybody here is a contributor, even people who are space holders. There are people here who are here to hold the space for people to do, you know, for other people to do, we'll say, more public work in the world. So everybody has a purpose. And, you know, I love that you say that everybody here is necessary. It's it's just, and as soon as you said that, it reminded me, like when you said not everybody's meant to be Oprah, I meet so many people that are they work with people in in, a, in who are public speakers and and the the yeah. bat, like the people who work with them and how we would and I know this for a fact because I am 
I'm like the human human equivalent of the Mercury retrograde. So anything I touch that's technology breaks. So I'm not allowed to touch things like website or certain things like that. And I'm lucky enough to have my sister actually works with me and she does my support and my, my tech stuff and my website because I would be destroyed. But so she's not out there, but her truth and her medicine, I wouldn't be able to serve, like, I wouldn't be able to do this right now. You know, I wouldn't be able to do any of this. So everybody's medicine is absolutely vital. So. Yeah, I'm so glad you say that because I know there are some people, like you said, who don't think they're very important, but it's like they wouldn't be here if they weren't, they didn't have something important to contribute, you know. And, so and everybody come, comes in. And sometimes it comes out and, you know, I mean, it doesn't always come out when you're 18 or 19. I mean, you know, the, the movies love to show us that everything happens when you're like 16, but that's just not the way it is. You know, sometimes you're oh, no. 50, 60. 70, like that's one of the things I love about this this journey being able to connect with people is, you know, you'll you'll talk to somebody in in a circle and they're like 75 or 80 and they're so excited because they just discover this new thing about themselves or they're evolving in a new way and that's how it's supposed to be. I mean, not not everything happens like I said in the first you know two decades and that's it and you're you're done. Like there's so much more and it, sometimes it does so take 50 or 60. You know, sometimes it takes that long for something to happen and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. And I know, you know, I know, I know people get really impatient. Um, whereas, like, you know, there may be some here listening who are just discovering their gifts, and they may be in their 40s. Or some women, because I've done a lot of relationship work, mm-hmm. some women who would come to me 39, 40, 43 years old, even a little older, having never been married, really wanting to be. And so just because it has taken that amount of time doesn't mean there's anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a reality for women who want to have babies. You know, they want to birth babies, and that's just how, you know, we're set up in our human experience. But in terms of the partnership aspect of it or starting a new, you know, career or starting something to learn that is new, that, that is a breakthrough, it can happen at any age, you know, which is great. So I know this series is focused on women unleashing these parts of themselves. What is your recommendation that you would share with women to open these goddess channels for themselves and how it can really impact their lives? Well, one of the most important facets that I always like turn to for opening to any of our energy or our gifts or anything like within is honoring our truth. And this is something that I talk so much about, um, but it's something that we've been taught so much to ignore. You know, we ignore our feelings, we ignore our desires, we ignore everything, you know, we ignore our body. And it's, it's when we really begin to honor ourselves fully and open that channel, that's kind of how things start to flow. Um, we, we're so bad for it. Like we ignore our bodies so much and the body is so smart and it's, it's always it trying is. to tell us things like it's, it's constantly communicating with us and we're like, do, 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 do. Yeah. It's just a, whatever, you know, we don't even pay attention to it and we ignore the, the intuition, the feelings, you know, the pain when we allow this, when we actually start to allow uh, this information to be received and really start to honor it, it can be very powerful, uh, place of the, of beginning to allow this goddess energy, this, this, the energy of your medicine, the energy of, of you know, all of this that's kind of like trapped to be able to flow. 
because without being receptive and open, you know, in communication with the body, we can't have that, you know, things stay closed and it kind of cuts us off from our truth and our medicine and we stay like clamped shut. And another horrible um, side effect of this is imbalance and um, illness can occur when we, when we shut ourselves down like that. You start, you start noticing correlations between, you know, people who have a hard time um, speaking their truth and all of a sudden they start having throat issues or, or thyroid. Yeah, that's one thing actually I noticed in my in the maternal line of my family I actually had a lot of thyroid problems and there was a lot of issues with uh, seeking their truth. So it was interesting to be able to learn that and, and kind of see that and see what can happen when you cut yourself off from truth like that. So it, it's a, it was a very valuable lesson to learn for me and very good awareness to be able to be like, okay, so, you know, how valuable is truth and speaking it, it's absolutely paramount. So it's, and it, it's, it's kind of scary when people come at you like this and say, you have to start honoring your truth. Cause you're like, Oh, I don't know where to go with this. So like you just freak yeah. out kind of thing. It's like this big heavy thing. Cause we're taught so bad, so much to ignore it. Right. But it's, right. it literally can in absolutely simply like you can just do the littlest things, honoring your feeling. You know, if you don't want to do something, you don't have to do something. Like there's no, right. no is a complete sentence. That's a, that's a reality. Like you can say no to something like, is you not feeling it? Or, you know, you're feeling off on it. And the more you honor it just a little bit, just even a little bit every day, just being able to honor how you're feeling, your, your thoughts and desires that that's literally life changing. Absolutely. The only, if that's one thing you do, that's all you need to do. Literally. I, I think that's so important, and it, and it is so true. It's like, you know, you can look at any, really most, any generation of, of, of women, of the feminine um, energies that come in and know that we were all taught not to speak our truth, not to be so emotional. And for, for people who are super empathic and psychic, we feel it more than other people because 20 to 25% of the population, you know, are empaths. And we just felt everything a thousand times more, so to speak, and then we're told to be quiet. Right. And, it, and it's so painful. It's so painful. And then we learn how to people please. We learn that, you know, oh, gosh. And also because we can see or we can feel um, other people and their pain and suffering does not mean we cannot say no. That's right. Because I know some people who open up these gifts for themselves, then they feel so obligated to help everybody. And they give themselves away in the process. So it's so important to honor the truth, as you're saying, and be able to say no. And we don't have to say it in a mean no. way. We could just say, no, you know, it really doesn't work for me, but thank you for, you know, thank you for asking or, and thank you for inviting me. Right. You and know, I mean, you have to keep it that simple. You have to keep yourself topped up because, I mean, if you're giving yourself away 100%, like you said, there's there's going to be nothing left. You know, you're going to get drained, you're going to get sick, and you won't be yeah. able to really stay rooted in your own medicine and be able to offer that if you're going to drain yourself completely dry. So, and I mean, that's such a testament to what we've been told to do as women is just give, like you said, give everything away, give it away, give it away, keep it going, you yeah. know, keep the tap open for everybody. And that's not, that's the, that's what we're here to reclaim and take back. We don't need to do that anymore. That's not something that's on the, like, we don't have to, we can still give, you know, we can still give and we can still be open but we don't have to give it all the way when we're you know we're not called to we can we can choose and we can have that choice in order to you know reclaim that choice and it's such a it's it seems so simple but it's so huge it's huge it is huge and I'm so glad you're saying that because again I think some people are so afraid to really open themselves up because then they feel like oh my gosh 
I have to do this and I have to do that. And it's like what you're saying is like, no, you don't. You, you, you have choice. And it's like if you honor your truth, you're going to get that guidance that's right for you. And you will meet people and, that don't understand. Like some some people don't get that, but that's just where they are on their journey, and they can't meet yeah. you. Like at the, you, they can't meet you at a place that they're not at. So if they don't get it, there's some people that just won't get it. But the whole point is, you're not here to understand it for them, and you're not here right. to kind of embody that for them. You have to honor your truth. And like I said, it's just if there's one thing I did that made the biggest difference for me, that's kind of what it was. And I mean, it's an ongoing thing. I mean, you fall off the path. I mean, there's some days you, you know, you, you do something silly or you, you agree to something and you're like, Oh no. And then you've got to deal with the consequences or however that rolls. I mean, that's just life. I mean, that's how it works. I mean, there's no, there's no such thing as, you know, you, you make it spiritually or you make it evolutionary or you, you grow this and it's like, okay, no, I'm done. No, I, I don't learn any more lessons or anything. Like there's still right. so many days where you got to kind of like, Give yourself a little pep talk, and it's like, okay, what did we talk about with honoring your truth? And you know, that's right. I like ongoing. that. Give yourself a little pep talk like that, you know, because seriously, I I think you know when somebody says to me they're enlightened, they've already conceptualized it, yeah. and you know, it's sort of like that tells me that they're not. Um, you know, my belief is that it is like you said, an evol a constantly evolving process, and I know some people get really frustrated by that. But if you really look at the beauty of everything that you've learned throughout life and you're opening these gifts now and it, you're taking the deep dive coming in to, to even come in with these gifts. You know, we're not souls who came in to, to, to just rest. You know, we're souls that came in to take a deeper dive and sometimes there's just more, we'll say, more work to be done because more responsibility because we did take this on and honoring our truth when the then the tendency is to I just want to help everybody you know and I want to help everybody for free and it's like I know that you know there's so many of us out there that train and mentor and teach and all that kind of stuff you know you've got courses I've got courses and part of that you know I think is so critical to honor the truth of what's going on inside so that people can really navigate this world in a better way. And, yeah, we fall off every once in a while and go, oop, what the heck was I thinking? Yeah. You know, and that's just what happens. So that, I think that's a great thing that women can really do for themselves. Even opening these channels is so important to honor the truth. Otherwise, you're going to get into situations that, are not really aligned with, with who you are, and it's so important to be authentic. So I think that's the real big message here. And, um, you know, just because we can doesn't mean we're sh we should every time somebody asks. So I think that's the great a great message here about connecting in. And I know that you're really connected with Earth and, you know, you run through the forest and you, you know, spent a lot of time in the outdoors. When we talk about psychic, intuitive goddess energy, I know there's a tendency for people, I don't know, I'm guilty of being focused on the higher vibration. I like to call it flying with the fairies and, you know, and, and, and forgetting to be grounded. And so I would love for you to share how important it is and why it's so important to be able to connect with the higher vibrations and stay grounded in Mother Earth as well. I call it. How do I put? I put it like you know, um, flying, but or rooted, but rooted, but 
flight, like kind of like a rooted flight. Like you got to be rooted and you got to have like wings all at the same time. It's yeah. it's so hard when you don't when you when you spend so much time in a higher vibration or in the higher kind of realms you tend to kind of get, it's almost like cutting a balloon, like a helium balloon, and the balloon just kind of floats right. off because you're just kind of gone and you have just, you just kind of tend to be all over the place and it kind of gets really hard and it's really hard on the body. It's really hard on the energy levels and it, it, it really yeah. does create a lot of scattered projects, ideas, you know, just conversations. It, it, it's a great place to be in order to like, you know, get all this inspiration, but it, it's a, it can be a problem when you're trying to get something actually done. So me, I'm, I'm extremely lucky where I am. I live where it's very, very wild and I get the opportunity to go outside a lot. It's kind of cold sometimes in the winter. So it's something I don't, you know, winter can be a bit of a, a bit of fun, but you know, I, I get, I spend a, <laughs> it gets kind of cold, but it, um, I spend a lot of time outside and I've, I've developed a lot of um, ways of connecting with the earth that don't necessarily, they're not necessarily something that somebody would, it's not always about meditation and, and sitting on the ground and grounding, although you can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. But for me, I needed something a little bit more, not practical, but something that really kind of like connected me. And for me, it was photography. And, and I'm, I'm in, like, I, I spent a lot of time outside taking nature photography, like chasing around owls and moose and deer and, and bears and stuff like that, because this is just kind of where I'm lucky enough to live right now. So it's uh it was very grounding for me to be able to connect with the animal energy and be able to be outside in nature so it was kind of like a twofer for me it was like you know this blissful getting to connect with the animals and and really get grounded um walking is also very important like spending outside, even if you only have a half hour out, you just take a half hour and go outside for a walk and it'll do amazing things to ground you and just connect you back with that that natural energy which which just lowers everything in you like it lowers your stress it lowers your your heart rate you know it makes you just kind of mellow out and just kind of get you back into that kind of grounded and rooted kind of place where you can kind of start to take all those higher energies and start to work with them again, but in a grounded way. You can also have, it's, for some people, I've, I've also, a lot of people have come to me and say, you know, I live in a city, I can't, you know, it's not quite the same as going out in a forest. And, you know, you can have plants in your office. You can have, I'm a big lover of crystals. Uh, you can have crystals around you. That's mm -hmm. a nice way to be able to, you know, maybe you work in an office and you can't get out, you know, as much as you'd like. You know, that's a really good way of being able to bring it back into your office and bring it somewhere where you can have that touchstone when you need it. Definitely. And, yes, they're in them. They're earthing pads and, and things, earthing pads, yeah. um, you know, from earthing.com that can kind of stimulate the uh, similar experience. I mean, there's nothing like being outside. I know sometimes I've gotten pretty lazy about it and I'll just whip out the earthing pad. And I live in California, so there's, there's really no excuse, you know. Um, and I know people live in parts of the world where it's cold and it snows and yeah. it's certain times in the year, and it, and it just isn't always easy to be outside or to – but just open your door and just breathe the air. Yeah. You know, unless yeah. there's a blizzard or, you know, a hurricane, then you don't want to do that, but – um, but just open the door and just breathe, open the window, open the door yeah. and breathe in the fresh air. And, and if you have a yard, go sit in your yard, go put your feet in that ground so that you just get that grounding. And again, if it's really completely impossible, like Arrow was saying, get some crystals. There's so many wonderful crystals out there. Um, or even some of the aromatherapy, if you can bring that into your mm -hmm. office. Um, or just there are so many cool tools to to help kind of influence the energy or keep keep us grounded. So, um, you know, what a blessing it is that you're 
where you are. I live in a mountain canyon right outside of Los Angeles, and really there's no excuse for me not to go into my backyard and put my feet down. But sometimes, you know, we get so caught up in, you know, what we're doing that it's sort of like, oh, okay, it's too late, or oh, I get too tired. But sometimes we'll just open the door and just let the, just step outside for a minute and just let the air just permeate, you know, just the breeze and the, all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, honestly, our weather is not bad. Um, I, you know, again, no excuses if you're living in a good climate. <laughs> but, you know, those other tools are really powerful, too. And sometimes even just sitting in a window, like, I mean, sometimes, like, I know, like I said, it gets really cold here in the winter because I'm in Canada, but sometimes yeah. it gets really cold, so you'll, I'll just sit in the sunroom in the window, and it's, like, just the sun in there, and it's, like, I got plants and stuff, and it's just it's just nice to be able to sit in the window and just enjoy a little bit of sunlight and a little bit of, you know, happy sunshine, so yeah, lots of ways to access it. Lots, lots of ways to do that, and it's such an important piece of opening opening our gifts and for people who just oh I want to open my gifts I want to open my gifts well your gifts are there and it's just a matter of like Eric said at the beginning returning to yourself finding somebody to really guide you you know balancing the being in the upper vibrations with the nature with the grounding so that like you said you know somebody who's flying with the fairies and again guilty can get a little scattered um, or a little too mercury, as we say in astrology, a little too, um, you know, into that um, mutable energy, as we like to call it. And it's so important. And, you know, astrologically speaking, and I wanted to get into that as well, because sometimes it takes something like astrology or psychometry or some kind of metaphysical tool, Akashic Records readings, for people to get in to open their gifts because they're very analytical or they're very grounded people and they need to get up into the higher vibration. And so I know you're into astrology and, um, you know, you, you, you've worked with that. And I know for me that, you know, I had all these empathic experiences as a child, but astrology came to me at age 10. And it was my foray into understanding what the heck was going on with me. And I know for, again, for, and I'm not an analytical person, but I was a kid. So I was blessed that somebody presented it to me when I was so young. And for people who are super analytical and they need, they need a thing, they need a tool, they need a, you know, some kind of science to get in. It's a beautiful way to get in. So I would love to hear your experience with astrology. I love you speaking to it as a child because that's kind of how it was introduced to me. And I uh, I poured over almanacs. My grandmother and my mother always had these <laughs> almanacs, and I was obsessed with them. Like I would I would pour into them trying to understand all the moon signs and the different the different symbols. And I would I was obsessed with trying to understand it because it was a language that spoke to me. It was just yeah. this. It was like this uncoding of things. It was like, well, that makes sense. And it's like, well, this happened. Well, that makes sense. Why that happened? Because it was this. So it started to kind of make sense. So I'm glad you spoke on that actually. But it's just it's it's such a fascinating topic because there's so much we can kind of dive into in so many different ways. Um, astrology can help a lot in regards to unlocking and deciphering so much of what is hidden within ourselves. But when you dive into someone's chart, there's so much that is revealed and so much you can kind of see on the interpretations and kind of 
you can see in so many different ways how you can help somebody, you know, transition in certain ways and, and move forward in other ways and how they, how they can kind of work through problems like, you know, with a chart. Um, and you can use the, well, I like, I, I do a, an astrology um, publication every month and I use it. I interpret the planets in, in a, in a broader sense in order to kind of figure out like, okay, what's happening today? Why, why are things so crazy today? And then right. you, know, you look and it's like, well, that makes sense. Well, this is going to this is happening. This is happening. You know, we've got an eclipse coming later on in the week. Like, you know, things yeah. get kind of crazy sometimes, you know, and we talked earlier about Mercury retrograde and how that affects things. And I love being yeah. able to tap into that energy and kind of translate the language and see what's going on, what's happening and be able to bring it into working with it like in a publication or in some like i even incorporated into my courses we have new and full moon rituals and we we work with the energy of the of what's going on you know if it's a scorpio new moon we work with that you know that kind of transitionary kind of rebirthing energy and we we do different practices depending on what we're we're kind of working with so i love how vast it is and how much you can kind of like dive into it and anybody can actually work with it like access like knowledge from it it's not just you know anybody can get like get some wisdom from it so it's it's a very powerful tool i think so it's one of my favorite things yeah it's one of my favorite things too and and certainly you know for for people who really have the intention or who really are here to do this kind of work in the world you'll notice things coming towards you like astrology came to me, I didn't seek it out. And then every couple of years, I would meet somebody who taught me more, just sort of seemingly randomly. It was like people were sent into my life to teach this to me. And then one day, I was, I used to be a high school teacher. And of course, I don't know, the kids must have seen the invisible stamp called psychic. Um, but I had a, a, a colleague come up to me because I started doing readings on the side. And they were astrology readings. And he said to me, I'd really like to have a reading. I'm like, great, give me your date, time, city of birth. And I told him how I work. And, and this was about 1991. And he said, no, 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 I want a reading. I said, well, you know, when I was in my early 20s. I'm like, I don't know if I do those kinds of readings. And he put his ID bracelet in my left hand. And I suddenly started to see his life, and that's called psychometry when you read off of objects. So sometimes the journey goes from, you know, you have all these, you know, experiences when you're young, you don't know what's going on, and then the universe sends you some kind of tool and then brings people into your life that are here to teach you. And if you're listening to this right now, this may be your sign that it's time to really learn, it's time to open up, it's time to go back to the truth of who you are. And for those people who don't think they've got it, everybody has some kind of intuition. Mm -hmm. Everybody can, can learn this stuff. You know, not everybody's going to be, you know, I'm going to go old school and say Michael Jordan or, um, you know, not everybody's going to be Oprah. Not everybody's going to be somebody in the big public eye, but it doesn't mean that it's not for you to unlock all of this and come back to these gifts. And astrology is such a great, like, I can sit here and talk astrology with you all day, you know. Um, but it's like sometimes a tool will come in or something will come in that's your entree into this entire world of, of metaphysics and, and uh, this, this entire psychic medium, you know, priestess, goddess, Akashic Records reading. I had a friend who just learned Akashic Records readings and for years 
she always wanted to be intuitive. And I said, well, you already are. I said, your Virgo rising is just getting in the way. <laughs> you know, she was double Scorpio with a Virgo rising. And if you don't know what that means, it was her sun was in Scorpio. Her moon was in Scorpio. Her rising was Virgo. And Virgo can be super analytical. Yep. And, you know, and it can literally almost block people from yep. accessing that because they're always looking for proof. Virgo and moon, evidence. Are you Virgo Moon? You betcha. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you know, you understand the Virgo energy. It can be so, such a lovely, you know, energy of help and support and all that kind of stuff. But it also has a tendency to want details and facts and figures and, and all that kind of stuff. I was raised by a Virgo mom and I have a Virgo brother and a Virgo wow. sister. And, a, you know, so there's been a lot. And I got two Virgo planets somewhere, but they're outer planets. But still, it's like, Sometimes these amazing tools, and I think it's so cool that you were fascinated by the almanac. So I was I fascinated by maps. And oh. so I guess the almanac has all the maps in it. And so I always wanted to dive in. I was so fascinated by just what was what what other cultures and, and countries and, and states were like. I love that because I used to actually – I used to collect my, my grandpa used to travel a lot uh, and he had a bunch of maps. And I think about this because they're right beside me in my desk, but um, I <laughs> have all of his maps. I used to sit there and I used to go over the maps. Like I was little and I had no idea what I was even looking at, but I was like, okay, this is neat. And I could go here and I could go here. So it's neat to hear you touch on maps. I think that's really cool. Yeah. And I, it's like, I have no idea why I was fascinated yeah. by maps, but I just was. And I just kind of went, yeah, okay, cool. And my husband is as well. He's an empath. And he, he's found, so we would just pour over, you know, these, these book of maps or, or these almanacs together, thinking for whatever reason they were super fascinating because they are. So there's so many ways to tap in. There's so many ways to, to open yourself up. There's like so many branches to the root of this, this whole tree. And it's all really centered in spirit from my point of view and to the, in spirit, the universe, source, whatever you want to call it. And so if you feel called to develop these skills, Era's got some very cool programs and information. And I know you have a great free gift for everybody, um, a great ebook that involves some beautiful moon energy, and I would love for you to share about that. Uh, my, my free offering is the Moon Practice ebook guide, and it's a moon practice uh guide designed to help cultivate and create powerful lunar rituals that you can use during um, the new and full moon like there's a bunch of different practices you can use during them to manifest great change in your life and abundance and set new intentions and there's a whole bunch of different practices in there you can use i think that's fantastic and for everybody you know the link to this is if you're watching the screen then you're going to see the link for era's ebook and you can also access it in the email that you received that had this information about the interview and about Erin herself. So I think that's a wonderful gift. I also know that you, you've got uh, this really great program, this online inner priestess program. I think that may interest a lot of our listeners, and I would love for you to share a little bit about that. The Inner Priestess Awakening Online Journey is a course that I run a few times a year online for sisters that are ready to ignite their soul purpose and connect with their medicine. Um, it's so powerful that I'm able to journey alongside them, and it's been so amazing to hear the testimonials of the sisters that have gathered in the past circles that we've had. Because we're 
having another one coming up soon, and it's going to be, I think, number five that we've done. And um, it's such an honor and a joy to be able to sit with circles in such a powerful way and um, be able to work through so many different we do so many different things like i'm a very varied person so we do like we have daily practices we have meditations we have podcasts we have like i said new and full moon rituals we do a lot of a lot of work on you know shadows and dealing with the old stories and there's a lot of it, there's a lot of it's a it's a big program and of course it's mm-hmm. like downloadable you get to keep it but it's it was something i needed to do in order to facilitate my own healing and in order to connect like to connect as many people as i can to their to their truth and their medicine so i love that's it <laughs> and i'm actually working on making it into a book right now so that's kind of fun too oh how fascinating yeah. that's great i you know i love all this stuff and i love you know one of the cool things about bringing all these women together is all the fascinating ways that we're expressing all of this you know um and so for the women who are listening you're getting you're getting exposed to something really beautiful here and really connecting in because you know as you were talking about our old stories you know the shadow side and and creating ways to deal with the the old stories that actually sits on top of our our natural truth and intuition so it's really in everybody's best interest to Find a program such as this. Find a way to be able to let go of those stories so that you can be more into your truth, more into your gifts, and just really a more peace. You know, and and people who are really searching for their soul purpose, and there are amazing programs like this that can really help ignite that. So I think you offer some really great things. I encourage everybody to check out thegoddesscircle.net. That is where you can find Era and the wonderful work that she does. It's written down on the email, and you can access it there. Um, Is there anything else you wanted to share with everybody today? I'm just really happy to be able to visit with you. very excited to, you know, work with, a, I always love working with uh, with kindred spirits. That's like one of my favorite things yeah. about this journey is being able to connect and widen the circle and meet more people around the world to be able to connect with. And just really excited to be here today. And thank you very much for having me. Well, I so appreciate you being here. I so love everything that you are about and what you do. And I just encourage everybody to check out Era and her work and all the wonderful things she does. And, again, you can access it on the email. You can access it um, on the speaker page all about her at thegoddesscircle.net. So, Era, thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom with us and just really encouraging people to honor their truth. I think that is so underrated, <laughs> you know, and, and such, a, such a challenge given our society, but so critical and to be able to really balance I'll say heaven and earth or the higher vibrations with grounding with the earth. Otherwise, we are flying with the fairies and we may never come back. So (laughs) we need to really anchor ourselves and be able to, you know, as you said, be rooted and have our wings as well. So thank you so much for, for sharing again and for being with us today. And again, I encourage people to check ERA out and check out thegoddesscircle.net. Look at her programs and all the wonderful things she does. So I just wanted to thank you, Era, for being here again and wish um, everybody the opportunity to embrace your gifts and expand your light. 
keep an eye out for what's next in this series because everybody here, it's, we're one big sisterhood. We are one big sisterhood coming together to connect. And like you said, I love connecting as well. And it's like, I want everybody listening to know that we are one big sisterhood here. And this is an opportunity to really open that energy and widen that circle. So thank you everybody for listening and namaste.